Hi there, my name is Joe, and thank you very much for joining me today on my podcast, Performer Trauma. Oh my God, I broke the mic. <laughs> this is my moment. <laughs> when you're at drama school, this is what they should teach you. What, how to ad-lib? How oh to, my God. <laughs> how to set up a podcast in your front room <laughs> using the bare men. Yeah, she's on a budget. She's on the doll. <laughs> she's a doll on the doll. <laughs> the, bare, the bare mini. <laughs> So, my darling, thank you for joining me today. Hello, my darling. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> this is Jerry, one of my best friends. Hello, darlings. And I think we should get into it straight away with Let's how we met it. because it was at an audition. It was at an audition. Do you remember what the audition was for? The audition was for, I think it was Matthew Bourne's Swan Lake, if I'm correct. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my goodness. And let me tell you, we were the two freaks in the room and we gravitated <laughs> towards each other like... <laughs> magnets because everyone else was just so just they weren't us yes so i remember seeing you and i don't know why i was really drawn to you i don't know why i don't know either but i was drawn to you because you look like um i don't know you were in like leather and you had your eyeliner on and i was just like oh this is a bit of me was i yeah oh my god yeah do you know what i look back at pictures of myself and i'm like who because that he was guiding this girl I don't, <laughs> well she was definitely a standout moment and I was here for it because everyone else was like I don't know clean cut preppy ballet school kind of nonsense and we were like the alternate cast yeah. do you know what I mean and neither of us were the, we were both the alternate cast we were, <laughs> I mean but it was, there was so much sort of fucking testosterone in the room sorry I swore I shouldn't swear oh you're like, allowed to oh, am hun, I allowed to swear on here hun, you'll get sued just by being on this podcast oh, great can't wait try and get me I've got no money darling um, <laughs> see me I've got I've got fucking nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, but there was like little monkeys jumping around the room. There was so much testosterone in that room. It I was actually quite those... triggering. And everyone was throwing themselves around, sweat and huffing and puffing. I, I was hate... just like, oh, desperation. You're giving full carnival. Um, so suffice to say, neither of us got the job. Absolutely not. But you know what, though? You do then see the job and you think, okay. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, <laughs> she is a pantomime. The content is not there. Um, no, she's paying by numbers, but, you know, but some you, people like that. She sells tickets. You know, she what? sells tickets. That's it, isn't it? I mean, yes. Yeah, so we met at an audition. Yeah. Um, yeah. Neither of us booked the gig. No. And then we actually saw each other um, at another audition when we did actually become friends, remember, American in Paris. Oh, is that where we is that where we sort of reconnected more? I feel like we saw each other out a few times as well. Maybe. I mean, we were both seeing Queens, but I do remember, I think I got your number at American in Paris. That sounds about And right. then we had the recall. Yeah, and there was about 20 million recalls, wasn't there? Had to sing, didn't get the gig. Yeah, I was reserved, actually. I didn't no, get the gig either. Yeah, I remember being like, oh, how did you get on? And... They asked you to, if you dye your hair black or something. Yeah, I had to dye my hair for the audition because I was a, a bleach bottle blonde. Um, <laughs> and they wanted my hair dark for the audition. And I still didn't get it. So I was like, that's the last time I try and conform to fit the mould. Yeah, and you've changed quite a bit since oh, then. Well, she's a doll now, <laughs> darling. <laughs> so I met you when you were Jerry. Yeah. Ja- Jared. Jared. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so funny because I don't really remember you as a boy that much. It's, I mean, I mean, I don't remember myself and it's not even been that long. It's like three years or something. But I don't. It's funny that part of my life just is not erased because I remember it. But it, I don't I don't can, I don't feel like that anymore. I don't know. It's, it's amazing that to know someone f- from like beginnings through it all. And here you are now. And, you know, one of the things that I love is the people that I've collected 
whether it's been an, an audition at club, at school, a, a horrific job. I really love all of the people that I have in my life, and you're one of those people. Oh, likewise, um, darling. Thanks, Scott. You didn't have to say that. I did, did have to say that you because I, say I'm that. on a podcast and we're trying to sell a product. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so anyway, I've known you through then, and it's so amazing now to see how happy you are. Mm. When you came back from Thailand, when we came over to see you, um, to check the doll in her new vagina. And, and boy, did I get her out. I get her oh out. Oh, my God. I never, I never thought I'd see a fanny so much. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm very proud of her. She needs to be shown off. Has she, has she got a name? She hasn't got a name, actually, but the I think she step. needs a name. But I think it will come to me when it comes. Pikachu. And she is going to come. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu. Pikachu. Yeah, but what? Um, it was just amazing to see how, how happy you were. Like yeah, when you I mean, came back from Thailand. It honestly was like more than I expected a weight off me. Like it was just, I knew it was always going to be um, life changing, but it's just given me this unlocked sense of confidence. That I, I was always quite confident before, but like on another layer, like a deep level set layer that I just feel free. I really feel free. Amazing. She's landed. And it's not like it's anything that anyone can see unless I... <laughs> forcing it in their face oh we've fucking, we've fucking seen it <laughs> but it, it is just inside me and people uh, keep telling me i'm glowing and all of things and i honestly think it's because of that sense of inner confidence that like it is amazing how you feel inside people can really sense it yeah i don't know they sniff it it's a sixth sense isn't it yeah it's so true and the older i get the more i really believe in that and i think that also applies to things like auditions you can sense when someone is gagging for the job and it doesn't read well does it like like all the best castings and auditions i go to are the ones i don't really care about and then you end up doing it because you're relaxed and you're your most authentic self and you're not trying to prove anything and i think that is very similar in my transition journey i was always playing a part i was always like uncomfortable my own skin and now I am actually just myself it's like people that radiates and people warm to that and do you think it had anything to do with you stopping ballet the fact that you had because I remember that we were talking about we both went to ballet school you went to the Royal Royal Ballet School mm-hmm. and tell us. I so I started at Elmhurst on the musical theatre course because they tell me at the Royal Ballet School that I wouldn't be a ballet dancer <laughs> um, and then three years later and you later, went no I fucking won't <laughs> and then three years later I went to the Royal Ballet School um on a full scholarship and was the best in my year for that time being (laughs) (laughs) for the first day (laughs) for the first day and then everything went downhill from there um definitely ballet had impacted the way I didn't transition earlier because in all all its artistic glory it is so segregated into Mm -hmm. male and female it's like so archaic and um actually very problematic in many ways in terms of like race and gender and all those things and it's and actually ironically most of that world are very gay friendly and accepting, but institute isn't like. Yeah, it is. It is so segregated. Mm-hmm. Boys and girls never really have class together. Yeah, and unless you're in a company or whatever, or a bit older. And part of the, you know, I mean, they always used to say like the woman is the diamond and the guy is the velvet. A hundred percent. And they, and I just like it was awful at school because I never, obviously, I was never comfortable in my own body and um, being trans and. Obviously, that wasn't a conversation I was having necessarily with myself at the time, but it was just a level of discomfort and being told you have to look more masculine, you have to present yourself more manly, you mm-hmm. have to get bigger. I was always being told to build up and get bigger, and I just didn't like that. I didn't like to see muscles going on my body, in my upper body, and things like that. And it all makes far more sense to me now, but as a 
as a young impressionable kid that was obsessed with ballet, that was my life. So there wasn't any other option for me other than ballet. Yeah, it's funny because, I mean, obviously you wear the diamond. She is the diamond she now. The diamond. She didn't want to be the velvet. But when you're, at ba- when you're at ballet school or in the ballet world, it is so consuming, isn't it? It's because the career is so short and because you start so young, it's really all... It's, or you, you live know? it. You live it. You have morning to. And to also night. you have to because if you want to be successful in that world, yeah. you can't really... It's like yeah, you can't half ballet is it. that kind of um, in-between between um, being an athlete and dedicating your life and being an artist. So it combines those kind of two things and you need to have that dedication, athleticism to succeed in that, in that art form. Yeah. And what I love that you told me recently is that three, was it three of your old teachers from ballet school who were quite, I guess, older ladies now, they wanted to meet up with you. Yeah. I love that. That was such a, like, a wonderful um, full circle moment, just seeing um, one of my ballet teachers and then it was also Galen Stock's assistant um, and uh, another teacher who was a drama and English teacher at White Lodge and just to have that meet up with them and say how proud they were of me and how brave I was and what a journey I'd been on and... Just to have that validation from people that were so important in my formative years was just so emotional and it was just beautiful, actually. And you strutted through it and they went, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Who's this Barbie? But I was, yeah. I mean, I was always like an enigma at school. They, they could ne- I was never able to be placed in the ballet world. I w- worked very hard. I was very good. But I, w- I always struggled to find my place. And I definitely think being trans was the reason why. So, my darling, what is your funniest uh like ballet school memoir so oh i don't know the funniest i mean the most it's kind of embarrassing as well but um, i want to i want to white lodge we used to have to do morris dancing would you believe um every saturday morning for two hours we'd have to do a morris dancing class and um on this particular occasion we were asked to perform at richmond fair on in richmond um doing a clog dance um i think there was three of us three expert cloggers um and it was on Richmond Fair in front of hundreds and thousands of people, especially chavvy teenagers. And we were 16, 15, 16 year olds in God knows what Morris dancing outfits clogging away. Um, yeah. Stunning. I think, what a modern move on their part. Oh clog God. dancing in Richmond. Oh, it was <sighs> so humiliating as a 16 year old. Can you imagine? Can I can. Can you imagine? Do you know, I was at ballet school in, in Mexico City, the National Ballet School. And we were, we all learned these like variations because a lot of the kids there do competitions for like youth america grand prix Mm -hmm. or wherever they go um and i think i was doing corsair or something or donkey or one of those and um i don't know why but we all got in a van and we went to perform at this fucking high school in mexico city on a stage in their like fucking playground and i came out and all the kids were like this boys in tights me trying to be sylvie guillaume on fucking stage (laughs) and these people just you were sylvie guillaume well i was sylvie guillaume but these mexican teenagers just dragging me oh for filth you probably needed it to be fair i probably needed a good old slap (laughs) slap (laughs) down down the peg or two (laughs) (laughs) me on stage in mexico like what the fuck is going on here respect my art I mean, we all think we're Sylvie Guillaume, and we are. We Everyone's are. got a bit of Sylvie Guillaume. Talk about it? pushing boundaries in a good way. Absolutely. She was ahead of her time. Ahead of her time. She left, she left the ballet world in the dirt. She went for the contemporary art forms. She went for the good choreographers. She knew what she was doing. No, I mean, amazing. The Malefant stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. But even when, when she was doing classical ballet. Have you got a tattoo of her? No, but I do I'm want to I'm surprised you have I know, I should get one, shouldn't I? That's very you, because you love Sylvie. I do. Who's your favourite dancer? 
Um, well, I, I, of course, there is Sylvie Guillem. Um, do you know what? It's ironic, but I do absolutely love Margot Fontaine. And it's... Well, another one pushed boundaries at the time. Honestly, I mean, obviously, she's very dated. That she, that she had lots of technical issues that we see today. But there was something about her pizzazz and absolutely loving every second of being on stage that I really warmed to. And I just adore that. I adore that love for it. You can see it in her eyes. I love that about Nureyev as well. Yeah. He made it his fucking life. I think a lot of artists, like, dancers today are so focused on technique, you don't see that kind of, like, that the actor underneath them, actually, or the the, art, the true artist underneath. It's all about the aesthetic and not enough about the reason behind it. And I think people as an audience, they see the reason behind it, and they know, actually, and they can yeah. see the dancers that transcend that. And also, his his life, Nureyev's life, was so interesting. I'm, I I don't even think, correct me if I'm wrong, that men even went on Demi Point mm-hmm. until he yeah. came on the scene, yeah. Yeah. bust on the scene. Get that kitten heel off and get <laughs> into that sletto, hun. Do you know what I mean? We can't be having no quarter point here, darling. What has been your most horrendous job? Um, I don't necessarily know if it was my ho- most horrendous job. Normal job, sorry. Oh, your my most, most horrendous, horrendous oh, normal God. job. Working as a runner. Oh, I, for YSL. Well, yeah, that that was the job that I particularly hated. Um, but yeah, working as a runner on film sets, you were literally the bottom of the barrel. Everyone abuses you. You get shit thrown at you from every direction. <laughs> Literal <And> shit. <laughs> I, you do hours that are so... The money's good, but you do hours, like 17-hour days and like four or five of them in a row. And you're just like absolutely exhausted. And I spent most of the time crying in a toilet. And I just started hormonal treatment. And I was just... She was a mess. <laughs> she was all over She the was a mess. And I was like, had my huge acrylic nails and trying to shift furniture and tables around. And, and they're like, excuse me, sir. Yeah, <laughs> it actually was. It absolutely was. And, uh, yeah, it was n- not a cute moment. Oh, my God. So. I remember you being like, <laughs> they just called me a man. Yeah, literally, literally. Someone called, excuse me, sir. Sir! Sir! No, also, sir is so old fashioned. Someone I, called me sir in Ryman's today. How dare they? How fucking dare how you? How dare you call me sir? Jesus Christ. Um. So what is the worst advice you've ever been given? Could be from the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> or professionally. Um, take a lot of drugs. <laughs> no, yeah. Um if you don't if you don't love it, love it, love it, love it, and give your whole to it, then no, that's not what it give was. Give your whole to it. Give your whole to it. No, how wait a minute, how do I how was the advice given? Like if you don't suffer for it, you don't love oh, it yeah. enough. And, yeah, I, yeah, and yeah. that's quite a, a big narrative in the ballet world. I think you have to like... You yeah, have to break your body. Break your body, break your mind, break, break your, your soul, soul. To, to it. Otherwise, you don't love it enough or you're not, you'll never succeed. And that's yeah. just an utter load of nonsense. By 17, crippled. Yeah, I mean, what a load of shit. Do you know what, I mean? what a load of shit. Yeah, what about enjoying it? Yeah, or, or just trying your best is enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, trying your best. Home. Yeah, just positive reinforcement never went amiss. Do you know what I mean? I think that also sometimes in the ballet world or at drama school, you actually forget that you love it. Yeah, because yeah. because that. it becomes torturous and it becomes a grind, doesn't it? And they are on you all the time, and ju- there's so much judgment and so much like you look at yourself in the mirror and tear yourself apart constantly. But I mean, then you especially forget at ballet school, literally in front of the mirror, yeah, and you forget the reason why you started in the first place. Um, what is your most tragic audition? Oh. There must be a few. I said, well, I said, I said that Matthew Bourne one was quite tragic. I mean, but anything, <laughs> anything, you know what? I hate anything that you have to improvise in. And they're like, they, they, it's absolutely lazy on the choreographer's behalf or something or, or, or the directors. And they just want you to improvise. I think, like, yeah, because that's how they steal the movement for the show. Home. Absolutely. Let's be but real. They, <laughs> totally. <laughs> that's definitely a read. Yeah. Um, um, 
But yeah, I hate that. I think it's really lazy. And I'm like, give some sort of direction. Don't just like, just improvise for four eights. They do like in the commercial castings quite a lot because they have no idea what they actually want. And it's just, I just see it as laziness. And it's all people that don't know anything about dance. Some ad PR person that's just like, oh yeah, that'd be really lovely. And then like, they have no idea what they're talking about. It's a waste of everyone's time. I remember some drama school ones where, um, I think it was for Central, where you have to learn a monologue or this bullshit before learn a Shakespeare or whatever. And um, they said, oh, do your Hamlet speech or whatever. And then they're like, do it as fire. And you're like, oh, oh my God, off. what is that? Do you know, I, think they is ju- that? I think the point is that they want to see if you're game for it. Yeah. But of course, I mean, who's going to be like, no? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, it's good to see some sometimes people's way they think and creativity, but I mean, some of it is a load of wank. And I think some people do it just for the sake of doing it rather than the actual reasons to do it in the first place. I remember also another read. Well, I don't know if it was so much a read, but I went for a recall at Lambda. And the guy, I think it was a voice session, and he was like, I want you all to pretend to be kittens. Literally, so we were all like pretending to be uh, all these act- fucking young <laughs> actors were like pretending to be a box of kittens. We really wanted to get into the drama school. <laughs> we were all meowing, and then he was like, "I'm just kidding." And we were oh, like, the embarrassment! Oh yeah, my god, really? that's awful. That's really like t- like humiliating. Also, it's stressful enough. Oh my god, that's so awful. I would have gone full cat's choreography. I did, hon, but you know. <laughs> I was there licking myself like every, like every other kind. But... <laughs> oh my Fuck god. Me. What was the most funny creative job that you've had? I mean, uh, th- this is quite a moment. I just like, in the new Ronnie's in the ballet, we did a ballet called Pinocchio. And um, yeah, I mean, you can imagine the, the absolute. I've carnage never seen it was. Pinocchio at the ballet. Um, I think there's a reason I was why. a whale. I was um, whale operator number one, and there was five others in the whale with me. I was number one because I was reliable. 20 years of ballet school for this. And then I was a whale operator. We called ourselves the Whopperators, <laughs> and we literally ran around the stage and we holding these massive like hoop things, and it like went up and down, and then we swallowed Pinocchio, and then he had a light in there, and he was inside the whale doing all this choreography, and we were lying on the floor in black hoods. And <laughs> it was literally the highlight of my career, crying every night. And we tried trip Pinocchio up, and it was just so humiliating but hilarious at the same time was Pinocchio a cunt or? Um, no Pinocchio was a good friend of mine so I okay. try, try and make him laugh all the time okay so we weren't tripping him up in a showgirls kind of way no, where you were like show- I want to be Pinocchio I, bitch yeah, no absolutely not no one wanted to be Pinocchio <laughs> no one wanted their name anywhere near that that's like my thing with the operas my rule I don't want to sweat and yeah. I don't want to get stressed about this absolutely, job absolutely no absolutely no and we actually did do an opera together we did, we did do money. An opera together us and all the girlies all the we? girlies and we, we're all friends well most of us are still Do friends from that job yeah absolutely yes yeah, so we did uh, I think it was in 2017 it was Marnie at the Coliseum in yeah. London the English and, National Opera and that was a fun one because we just used to play cards all the time I mean there was it was very easy we were basically U-Haul weren't we we were like a mo- removal we were essentially production company weren't yeah, we like, we were such essentially technicians on that job yeah we just moved furniture around. we moved sliders um, to, to eight counts I won two three and moved two three and there was a doll called Luke on the job I don't want to drag the girl not my name but Luke Bradshaw, I've got my eye firmly on you, bit. Don't Let's wanna, do it. Let's drag Don't want to shame her, but she would forget to do that every single show. She'd forget to push She's the slider. Dumb bitch. It was, <laughs> it was um, to change a whole scene, and she did often forget to really move the slider, which was a big, basically, um, rectangle that we moved across the stage to change the the set. Yeah. And Luke, um, Luke did forget that. Um, so moving on, what was the last play? Book, film, exhibition that you saw? It's going to be a film because she's not a big reader. 
She barely went to she went to ballet school. You know what I mean? She barely did a GCSE. I got five. I got five. <laughs> I think I've got about five as well. I think um, I've got one A level in dance. Oh, and an A level in music as well. Oh, okay. So it's not too tragic, but it's tragic enough. Um, so it would have been a movie. Um, I don't know. I recently watched. Um, it's not a new movie, but *Nymphomaniac* by Lars von Trier, and I think it is just an amazing piece of work. Um, it is very long, and it's about a sexual journey of a woman, and it's extremely dark and extremely graphic. But I think it was one of the things that I like to be shocked, and I think, well, it didn't shock me to the core. There were scenes that did definitely shake me, and I really, I really enjoy that kind of provocation. Pro- provocation. Is that, is that, I think that's what I'm trying I'm to say. say yeah. Let's say make yeah. that our. Provocation. Yeah. It sounds real cute. Yeah, it does sound real cute. Um, okay, and have you got a... I mean, this is this is for you. The beauty tip doll. Oh, the beauty tip. Well, I mean, apart from the obvious, like sun, sun cream, CeraVe, I will swear by. Um, definitely um, a little bit of Profilo, a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a hint of a filler and a little Botox never killed nobody. I've got a great doctor, Nurse David. He will sort you out. So if anyone wants to check him out, and please Alex. do. And Alex. What and is Alex. Um, her Instagram? Um, she, Aesthetic Queen. Yes. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. We love you. A lovely doll. Um, okay, so before you go on stage or before you have any kind of show, do you have any superstitions? Not really, but I do have like, I do very much have a ritual if I'm, especially if I'm performing on stage and I will, I will go in. I, I'm a very early person. Like I like to be on time. I like to be early. So I'm not one of these people that rocks up five minutes before. I need to get in there. I need to climatize. I need to have my green tea. Makeup is a ritual. I like it's, it's calming. Um, and then I would like just stretch and meditate a little bit before, I guess. That's like very simple, but it, it's a process that I just go through to like calm my mind. This is so wanky, but one thing that I do is I touch the corn like at the four points of the stage. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm I'm sorry. Oh, that's a very that seems like a very ballet school thing to do. We had a like finger a finger of Margot Fontaine at White Lodge that every time you walk past, real, you touch a real, finger, real finger. We fingered Margot Fontaine. <laughs> um, her, yeah. her dead finger. No, it was like it was a bronze statue, and that it, it, the finger's gold because it's been touched so many times by so many people. Oh. Um, and so everyone that's been to White Lodge like goes and fingers Margot Fontaine as they walk past. Oh my god! Um, this is going to have to be called fingering Margot Fontaine. <laughs> <laughs> And she loved it. <laughs> she loved it. She was shining <laughs> down. Um, hopefully she can return the favour now that you've got Oh, absolutely. One. I hope Margot gives me a poke with that club <laughs> point shoe. Um, so what advice would you give to anyone working the, the night shift at the morgue? Um, my advice is stay true to you. Um, don't listen to, don't let in the that negative rhetoric of you must be this, you must be that. And I, suffering is what they make you or the institution makes you do. And it's not, it's not necessary. You don't have to suffer for your art. You can enjoy it and you can work hard. Like that's simple as you don't need to suffer for it. Um, and I think being trans in the ballet world is extremely difficult. Um, I don't even know if it exists on 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 a wider level and in 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 companies or anything. I know a trans girl at the Royal Ballet School who had to leave because the the school hasn't got a policy in place to protect her, and I think it's terrible. And I'm going to try and work with them to try and make something better because I think. They, I know two other trans girls that went through the Royal Ballet School system and it's not going to be the last time and there needs to be something and trans men also, who knows um, but there needs to be something in place to protect these children art should be a safe space for for, for queer and trans folk and um, and it's not at the moment ballet is not 
Contemporary dance, yes, but in ballet, no. And it, there's, there's no reason why it shouldn't be. We need to change the aesthetic and move forward. Yeah. Um, there are some amazing choreographers, Nunez, um, you know, Crystal Pike, mm-hmm. and you see a, a, a lot more um, blending of, of like gen- gender, gender in and, their work. Yeah, but also, their work is just good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think when it's good, it transcends anything, often transcends anything. Um, My theory is like dancers should be paint on a canvas, there should be like colors to use, they shouldn't be one or the other yeah they need to be everything and how many times can we see fucking swan lake in the oh, same boy, how many it's like times... a museum piece roll it out once every i don't know five ten years but boring yeah Absolutely. how many times can we see you know swan lake i mean yeah it's beautiful it's, there's a reason that they bring it back but where is the like innovation in and yeah. we need to yeah, t- tell new stories there's so many stories in the world why do we regenerate the old shit over tell your bloody again. story hun absolutely i want to see you in that whale i want to see the story <laughs> what is the funniest thing or slash worst tragic um that has happened to you on stage i mean so many they usually in, i'm very tall i'm very gangly they usually in like a chaos i mean i think i was a, a, a jester in romeo and juliet in the ballroom and i had this solo and i had this big entrance at the top of the staircase we were on tour in australia i think we were in sydney or something and I got to the top of the staircase. I went to make my entrance down the staircase and fell down the stairs and hit every single step. And I had this big hat on with bells on it. So every step I hit was like, ding, 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 ding. And I got to the bottom and I was like, ta-da. That and would it, be actually quite good for I that mean, it role. Was icon- it was iconic. But then I'm terrible because I can't stop laughing. So I was like spitting and spluttering and laughing all the way through. Oh, my God. I was in a lot of trouble because not for the fall. The f- apparently, the fall was not the issue. That The issue was how I handled it afterwards because I was, yeah, hysterical. And you're like, okay, so you're transphobic. <laughs> <laughs> so you hate me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I have this thing. It's 10 questions that I'm uh, ripping from inside the actor's studio. Okay, cute. Um, I kind of wanted to be a piss take, but obviously answer it how you you want to. But it's going to be a speed round. Okay, okay quick. What is your fave word? Cunt. Um, <laughs> cunt. Um, what is your least favourite word? Quim. Ooh, what is a quim? I think it's another word for cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a very pussy-orientated round. Yeah, um, and podcast. What turns you on? Um, toxic masculinity. <laughs> so problematic. <laughs> <laughs> what turns you off? Um... Toxic masculinity. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? Um, bubbles. What sound do you hate? Slobberily, slobbery kisses. That's the thing with Love Island. When they start to kiss, I lose my fucking oh, mind. Oh, God, yeah, slobbery kisses. When you hear it... Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And um, what profession other than yours would you like to attempt? Um, stripping. Oh, well... I think you're halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> She's also the hostess with the mostess. I am. I'm a hostess all over London, darling. I'm the door whore of the, of the, of the town. Yeah, I think also you'd be a good dominatrix. You have that I, energy. I have that you're energy. Tall. I have that, that domineering character. You I have think that I power. Could, I could abuse men for money. Yeah. yeah Who I doesn't would. want a cash pig? Send me have the cash pig, actually. That's, okay. for, that's not for here. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, what profession would you not like to do? Um, a dustbin man. Okay. Apparently they get paid quite well. But the smell, darling, the smell. Yeah. I'd be fine, I can't smell. No, it's not COVID. I've always just had this... Rubbish since smell. Yeah. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Bitch, you're stunning. <laughs> <laughs> I think 
She'd say that to you. Do you think she'd say that I to you? I hope me? she would say that to you. Um, and you're um, possibly like, you are the lost 90s supermodel. Yeah. That would yeah. be cute. Um, oh, my favourite. Well, thank you for joining me. You're welcome, darling. Thank you for having me. It's been your... an absolute pleasure. Chanel Slingback Kitten Heels. I'm, that is not on my foot, darling. <laughs> <laughs> no kitten heel for me, darling. I may be six at one, but I'm not in a kitten heel. Not on that biscuit. Ah! <laughs>